You are listening to the Positive Impact Podcast. My name is Aiden. I'm a public speaker, a business consultant, a corporate trainer, and a professional improviser. And I'm Marjorie. And we've been friends for 14 years. This podcast is an experiment. Where we talk about me trying every diet program under the sun and the moon and who knows where else. Positive Impact Podcast is proudly sponsored by The Art of Change Skills for Life. At The Art of Change, we believe in the power of the individual to create positive change at work, at home, and in the world through training, keynotes, books, audio programs, and more. Because change is inevitable, but progress is not. Visit us at www.artofchange.com to learn the difference you can make. pilot, we talk about goals, obstacles, and we set the stage for a crazy journey for my friend Marjorie to try every diet out there and talk about why she feels like she needs to do that in the first place. Uh, So this is our very first recorded call. Yes. Uh, And so let's talk a little bit about what we are doing here today. (laughs) I'm never quite sure. That is fair. I guess that makes a ton of sense. Well, okay. So we decided we wanted to create a, a podcast a because everybody's creating a podcast and we want to jump on the bandwagon. That's right. But more importantly, you are looking to go on a journey and you thought having a podcast would be an interesting way to have accountability on your journey. Absolutely. So and what? plus, because it seems like, it seems like with very rare exception, when it comes to these podcasts about, um, you know, how do I want to say it? About journeys or bad times, and then you get through them. It's always after they've been gotten through. There's never right. anything about the during. And so you listen to these things and... Sometimes I'll be honest, I feel like even more of a loser because why can't I just get through it already? You know? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not seeing, it's like, you know, it's like, it's almost like the journey is a montage. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's not, that's not how it works. So let's talk a little bit, let's set a little bit of context um, so Marjorie, why us in the first place? We should probably tell people that we are friends, that we've been friends for a long time now. So how about that? But I did not think we were going to be friends. I did not think we were going to be friends either. <laughs> because, you know, in my experience, meeting somebody in the workplace, which is where we met, does not right. mean friends. It True. means it means workplace friends. Like you're going to go to happy hours after work and have a friendly relationship. And then when you move on to other jobs, you never see each other again. That's what I thought was going to happen. Because, you know, we, we weren't even, we were, we were more like work acquaintances at work. It's true. It's amazing what time and honesty can do for people. Damn Skippy. So we've been friends for 14 years. 
And for me, if I, I don't know, I feel like that would make me feel afraid to be like really honest about any journey. And we haven't even told people what the journey is, but we will. Uh, I haven't told anybody except you. Well, I would be afraid. I'm like, if I, if I embark on a new endeavor, I'm often like, I, I play it really close to the chest. I don't tell people about it until it, till it's a montage of a finished product. Right. <laughs> so this is really brave of you, I think. Can you tell me a little bit about why you think this is a good idea or why you trust me? I don't know. You don't have to say <laughs> trust me, but I, I just want you to know I'm really honored by that. Um, well, I think that you are probably one of the most supportive people I know. And um, I haven't told anybody but you because I don't want to be talked out of this. Oh, and wow. Do you think I that would happen? Yes, I do. I absolutely do. Um, yes. So here's the thing that I found is when you bring people that are close to you uh, in, with rare exception, like I say, you are somebody that is very supportive no matter what. But I have found that, although well-meaning, there are others in my life that tend to project their issues onto my journey. You know, I think that's actually really common. I think that's a super-duper common human ta uh, tactic yes. in this world yes. to feel secure. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think, as the person who's being projected onto, it's very easy to recognize it's it's so much easier to just take things personally and get upset and yeah. get hurt feelings and i trust you too not only are you supportive but you are someone who tends to think and then speak <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm so glad that's how i come across that's so cool yeah. I've always felt like I'm actually a person who speaks and then goes, I hope that sounded okay. <laughs> well, so let's talk about, let's, let's talk about the journey. Okay. The journey. Um, well, I, I envision us being kind of a, um, you know, there's actually a podcast that I was inspired by, um, called by the book where they take on, mm -hmm challenges but one thing that they found out early on that they do not want to tackle is weight loss self-help books and I thought gee that's all I want to tackle and <laughs> are you comfortable sharing why this is something you want to tackle yes um I have been heavy all of my life and I find that the older I get um the more pain I'm in uh, the more limited my activities are, and I do not want that to be me anymore. Um, I am really close to realizing my dream of being a shut-in. Ooh, <laughs> and, and that's not good. <laughs> no offense to shut-ins, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, some, some shut-in somewhere is like, I don't know, being a shut-in is pretty great. I watch what I want. I don't talk to people. I eat a lot of pizza. Yeah, <laughs> and it sounds great to me, too. But 
then there's the whole pain thing and there's the whole you know realizing my mortality and things are starting to break on me <laughs> um, yeah it's hard yeah. to get replacement parts as a human being it is it hard it really is especially when they're vital organs <laughs> yeah you're like oh knees hips no problem and then somebody's like also you might have a problem with your heart or lungs or in my case liver <laughs> right and yeah and you it's not as easy to get a replacement for that or if you can foresee needing a replacement to that well you better have made changes long ago because yeah. um, only certain people qualify for those and you know probably with good reason and Is it? I don't know that I would be worthy of a replacement liver at this point oh that hurts me my heart to hear you say that I think you're worthy of as many livers as you want to have but would you would you think that it's fair to say that this is a journey that isn't it's really not about vanity it's about saving your life because that's what I hear yes absolutely it's about saving my life it's about figuring out you know why I've become addicted to sugar and um because sugar is delicious Oh, it's so delicious. You know, I have to tell you, I hear these people with their drug problems where you can go tuck yourself in somewhere. And I've actually, from time to time, been somewhat jealous, even though I recognize that that is a horrible, horrible thing to deal with. But man, just give me some ice cream and a cheeseburger any day of the week. Yeah. Wow. I hear that. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I feel like we should set some ground rules because as you know, I am not a therapist. I am not, yes. a, I'm not a nutritionist. I, um, what I do is I, I certainly help people in the workplace have uh, better relationships at work. I help um, coach better communication skills. And I, um, I do that using a lot of different tools, um, including improv comedy. And so just to be clear, I'm, I'm really not a qualified person. This is as a friend, like this is outside of my wheelhouse. Um, yes. and I am interested in being on this journey with you, but I, um, I do want to set some ground rules because I don't want people listening to this going like, who does that Aiden lady think she is? She's no therapist because I am not a therapist. You just heard me say sugar is delicious. And I'm going to guess that that was an enabling thing to say. And so like, let's just get that on the table. You know, I don't need a doctor. I don't need a nutritionist. I don't need a therapist. What I really need is an improviser. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tell me more about that. <laughs> get your own improviser. Here. <laughs> you know, if this works, if this turns out to, if this works well, like, this might become a thing where people like, I don't need a coach. I need an improviser. Somebody who can say yes to my ideas and build off of them. <laughs> yes, and your weight to weight loss. <laughs> I, I, you know, I can just hear me going to a doctor saying, so, um, I've got this thing I'm doing with an improviser trying to solve all my weight loss issues. <laughs> And the doctor's saying, you what now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you do have a doctor, right? And you have... Yes, I have, have a doctor. I have a therapist. 
I do not have a nutritionist. Although I will say that I have been yo-yoing for 30 some odd years. So I've learned a lot personally about nutrition. I actually know what to do. <laughs> it's just knowing and doing are two different things. Um, but I, you know, uh, I actually plan on bringing this up with a doctor very, very soon, as in in a couple of days. And um, seeing if um, she recommends a nutritionist. Although I have to be honest, um, part of this journey, uh, again, another goal of mine mm -hmm. is that several doctors um, over, I would say, the last 15 or so years um, have recommended getting weight loss surgery. And Interesting. Yeah. And I have per personally felt that um, in order to do that, I really need to say and mean, in all honesty, that I have literally tried everything. Um, because here's the thing about weight loss surgery. I have not spoken in depth to doctors about it, mm -hmm. but I've done a lot of research. I've quizzed people personally that have had it at length. And from what I understand, it's A, very expensive, B, not covered by insurance most of the time, mm -hmm. and C, what they don't tell you is the long-term success rate is about 50%. Yeah. So that's, you have to really want to change in order for that to be successful. It's not like you get to go snip, snip, and, you know, you're skinny. Right. <laughs> Again, we often see the after effects of the journey, not the journey itself. Mm -hmm. um, so I, while I'm willing to consult a nutritionist, I will say for me personally, um, it's not like I've never consulted a nutritionist. I have several times in my life. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I know a lot of the things that they're going to tell me, not, not again to disrespect the amount of education or um, knowledge that a nutritionist would have just when you've been yo-yoing for 30 some odd years, you tend to pick up a few things. Um, but the other thing is that uh, people tend to like their current beliefs and they want to put those on you. And I really want to try all the things. Um, yeah. You're excited to have a variety of experiences. What if, but what if, what if you somehow magically stumble, like the first thing you do, you stumble onto it. You're like, actually this is working and I love it. Then will this become a, an advertising podcast for the one thing? You know, I'll be honest. I, I, I seriously doubt that's going to happen. Um, and only because um, my self-destruction <laughs> mm. is usually much bigger than any single diet. Um, Interesting. So, yeah. Well, truth be told, um, I think we all have those tendencies in some way, shape or form. And food happens to be my huge issue. But mm -hmm. um, I... I don't feel like there's a be-all, end-all for 
everyone. And I will say personally, this is what I want my journey to be. Do I think weight loss surgery is bad? No. Do I think any of the diets out there are bad? Probably some of them, yeah. Well, some of them are, but probably <laughs> no more or less than a lot of others. You know, um, usually, and nothing works for everyone. But yeah, bodies, all the bodies, everybody is different. And, right. you know, human beings, we are all delicate, beautiful snowflake flowers, but also we are the same. And so this, I think, is an opportunity to help a lot of people, actually, um, depending on how many people listen. We'll, who knows? I can't see the future. But here's what I want to know. So, Marjorie, let's talk yeah. about our ground rules. So, okay. r- rule number one, I, I don't know. <laughs> Rule number one, um, I think the honesty and transparency, the most honesty and transparency that you're willing to bring to the table, the most impact that you can make. And at the same time, knowing that I, I'm not a therapist or a nutritionist or a weight loss specialist um, or a doctor, um, knowing all of that, how honest and transparent do you feel like you can be? Um. I feel like I can probably be more honest than anybody would like. Um, And, you know, transparent enough. I don't know exactly how much of my life I want to put out there. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, I also want to stay safe and people scare me. So if I were to ask you to share with, with people, your starting weight, for example, is that something you would feel comfortable saying, or do you want to just leave it sort of broad and say it is, it would qualify for surgery? Um, I would rather terms talk in terms of how much I need to lose. That sounds fair. Okay. And I will say at this point in time, I need to lose more than 250 pounds. Really? Yes. I don't even, I'm sorry, I paused because I'm, I'm trying to write this down and I, I was a little bit stunned and didn't remember what the pound symbol was. So I, I wrote the dollar <laughs> sign and that's wrong. <laughs> Nobody needs to lose $250. No, I do not need to lose $250 <laughs> or 250 monetary pounds. <laughs> right, right. Okay. But I got it. Yes. I, I feel like I want to make a note of that so that we can keep track then of where you are in that journey. Yes. Um, and I think that's great. Uh, what do you think rule number two should be? Um, I think rule number two should be that uh, people need to remember that this is about my personal journey. They can go along it with me, but I am, I am not saying that something is a be all end all. I am not saying that this is what absolutely works. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I am also not a doctor, nor am I a therapist. I am simply a person who has been fat a lot of her life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I think that it's more important to look at overarching themes because I think uh, that is relevant to everyone. I think we all have something that we struggle with 
and um, you know, and so I think it would behoove us to see that the struggle is real. The struggle is slow. <laughs> yeah, change is slow. Um, and um, you know that uh, we all need a support system. So I I don't I don't want anyone to think that that I'm telling them what to do because I'm not. Nice. That seems fair. All in favor? Aye. <laughs> Any opposed? Ayes have it. Okay, so are there any other, I mean, we always just make rules as we go, but are there any other rules that we should get out on the table? Like, is there anything that's off limits to talk about? Is there anything that's off limits to talk other about? Other than like, we already said some things that are off limits to talk about. We don't have to rehash that. Um, you know, I don't know. I'll know it as I see it. Sounds good. So I think rule number three is I'm going to follow your lead here. Oh, okay. I mean, just in terms of like what is okay and not okay to talk about. So okay. what I, that's what I mean. Like the, the expertise that I'm bringing to this conversation is first of all, as, just as a friend who wants to support you. But second, I am an inquisitive person and I love asking questions. So I will ask lots of questions. That's something that can be expected here. And, um, Steve, we're having ESP because I was going to say, but can you still be the quiz master? <laughs> you better believe it. Um, but that means I'm going to need to follow your lead in terms of if you're not comfortable answering a question, you're, it's going to be on you to say so. Oh, absolutely. I'll just tell you now. Sorry. Yeah. So, so I just read uh, The Power of Habit, and I also read Atomic Habits. And I also read You Are a Badass. All three books are excellent. And all three books talk about the research around habit change. And um, you could listen to any of these and glean something cool um, or do what I did. Listen to all three, which is how I read now with my ears. But here's why I bring this up. Um, research shows that habit change doesn't just rely on changing, noticing your triggers and then changing the reward. So you have your trigger, your new behavior and your reward. It's not just about that with habit change. The, one of the most uh, important factors in successfully changing habits is your belief in your ability to do it. It's almost more important than the trigger and then a reward. It's like if if you believe that you're capable, then you can do it. And one of the books uses the example, and I apologize that I don't remember which one, but they use the example of quitting smoking, that studies have shown that when people quit smoking, the ones who are more successful statistically um, are not the ones who say, I'm trying to quit. They're the ones who say, I'm not, I don't smoke. So they already are like, I'm a different kind of person now. Um, and I have friends who could vouch for that, who were smokers, who are now no longer smokers. It was not hard because they believed it wouldn't be. So there's some really important factor here that goes way beyond knowledge when it comes to changing how you think about food and your relationship to it and your long-term success with it uh, around just simply believing, which is 
just astounding to me. The power of belief is so freaking cool. Um, so I'm, you know, I guess I'm going to be really interested in seeing, and probably I'll be curious about talking with you as we go through this journey. Uh, like I'm going to be asking probably questions around that because I think that's fascinating. So is it wrong that as you were describing that, all I can think about is the part in Peter Pan where you're supposed to clap your hands if you believe that Tinkerbell can fly? Uh, no, I think that's actually the most perfect thing to be thinking of. Like, what if, if you're Tinkerbell? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Which would be Hello, everybody. Name. <laughs> Clap your hands if you believe. That's right. That's, that's, that's what's going through my head. <laughs> so you've been looking at um you're interested in trying all the things and what that means is like you're going to read a book try a program do the things that the book says to do do the things the program says to do and then at some point evaluate maybe a couple weeks or a month in and then try a new program is that the idea yeah but i think um maybe and i'm just throwing this out there Mm -hmm. Maybe what you were talking about um, could happen. Could be the first, the first assignment. Maybe for a period of time, I just go around saying I don't eat sugar. And when you say sugar, do you mean just sweet stuff, or are you talking about like as an ingredient? So you know, bread has sugar to activate the yeast. No, I'm strictly talking sweet stuff. I'm talking. You're just talking about dessert. Yeah, I'm talking candy and. I'm talking deliciousness, pastries and candy and cookies and ice cream. And I'm talking, you know, if it's in a dessert, I'm talking about desserts. That's what I'm talking about. Right. So you're not saying you're going to cut carbs. You're saying you don't eat sweets. That's okay. There you go. I don't eat sweets. Okay. So yes, that's, that would be the one. Okay. Because, because yeah, if I eat a potato or I eat pasta, it doesn't make me, you know, crazy and crave that thing. And mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So there was one time, this is a few years ago, you shared something with me about ice cream, about your ability to eat ice cream. That, that was surprising to me. Do you so feel comfortable sharing? So how often do you eat sweets now? Uh, most days I eat sweets. Um, sweets. I, I will say it has not been ice cream in a long time, and that's usually my weakness. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like <laughs> if I eat a giant industrial-sized chocolate bar, I mm -hmm. eat it because it wasn't ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the caffeine in an industrial-sized chocolate bar would send me... Right. Hashtag fat games. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag fat games. Is that what you said? Yes. <laughs> because I feel like only fat people understand the kind of mind games that we play with ourselves. <laughs> I, I'm going to see if that hashtag's already. <laughs> we should. Hashtag fat games. Maybe that's what, maybe that's what the name of the podcast is. Fat <laughs> <Yeah>. games. <laughs> 
<laughs> because, you know, improv is fun and then when weight loss is not, but maybe we can, I don't know, <laughs> maybe we'll find some middle ground. And then I can just see, I can just see somebody writing in going like, you know, I Fat thought it. this would be like a podcast version of like, you know, uh, some obstacle course with fat people. <laughs> I shouldn't. I, th- I think I'm not supposed to laugh at that. No, you are. <laughs> like I thought it was gonna be way more hilarious, but man, you're like trying to better yourself and shit. <laughs> I mean, can we can we talk just for a moment about language because I think. Oh, I'm um, sorry. I shouldn't be explicit. That's not what I was worried about, actually. I was worried about saying the word fat. And I was worried about, and I'm, because, you know, so I I belong to a lot of different groups on Facebook. I find the discussions there to be helpful around all kinds of topics. But um, I, I often see in these groups that I'm in, people getting really worried about fat shaming, getting really worried about body shaming in general. So skinny shaming, also not cool. And and we're going to be talking pretty candidly about your experience, your personal experience through all of this. And I think that you and I have a tendency to be a little, um, oh, what's the word? Irreverent. And I, so I want to, I just want to check in about that. Is there, are, as a person who is looking to take 250 pounds of you away in some way or another, what are your thoughts about all of this stuff? I think my favorite word is, Rubenesque, <laughs> <laughs> rotund. Rotund. No, that's a nice, I don't. That's a nice word. Honestly, it is what it is, man. I, you know, I think that's part of my journey as well. Is I identify as a fat person, and if you take the pounds away, then what will I identify as? And Ooh, so, that's deep. I know. Um. And I think that there are people that have been struggling with weight their whole lives that, you know, I admire people that are really into feeling good about themselves. And, and I'm not a believer in fat shaming by any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. but by the same token, I'm not one of them that's really like, you know, Ooh, body positive. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I personally embody the whole thing about it's caused some real health problems with me. And um, if it hasn't with someone else, again, I go back to the whole, you know, everybody's human (laughs) in their own way, shape or form. And um, everyone has their own experience. And so I, I don't want to shame anybody else, but by the same token, that's part of my journey is that I'm pretty ashamed. Um, that is, I think, a ground rule that I would like people to know. Um, I'm a real human being with real human being feelings, probably a lot more than one thing. <laughs> so yeah. um, if someone, you know, wants to tell me that I'm unhealthy or that, you know, fat people shouldn't live or whatever, probably I've thought that myself <laughs> about me. So you're Oof. not telling me, well, I'm saying, you know, um, Trolls have to understand that, you know, I think a lot of times people troll to make themselves feel better at someone else's expense. And uh, I don't know how fun it is when someone really, really, really takes that to heart. <laughs> and um, so I just want everybody to know that I will probably really, really, really take that to heart. 
Um, and so, you know, accountability is not the, is not um, putting yourself forward for a pu- public flogging. I think accountability yeah. is totally different from, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think for for our purposes, when I say accountability here, I think what I mean is that you know that we're going to be talking about it and you know that there's going to be information out there. And it's not that the feedback that the public gives you is somehow important, though I'm sure we'll be interested in hearing what people have to say as we get deeper into the journey. But, But to your point, accountability isn't about tough love or even being mean or ridiculing somebody. Accountability is more about the person who is putting themselves out there knowing that they're putting themselves out there. So in this case, you putting yourself out there, that's what that's about. It's kind of a mindset piece, knowing that you're going to have to be accountable to yourself by saying stuff out loud about what's happening. And again, I think part of this was to show the journey and to show that, you know, human beings make these journeys all the time. And hopefully I'm successful at the end of this. Um, you know, obviously I don't know the future either. Um, even though Hashtag. you tell me I'm psychic sometimes. Hashtag fat to the future. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like that. Gonna go fat in time. <laughs> So fatter, go home. No. Uh. <laughs> so hopefully I don't eat sweets this week. No. Um, I will try well, so- not wait. No, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, okay. So it, what's my communication assignment? <laughs> yeah. Here's your communication assignment based on what we talked about. You are simply going to be a person who doesn't eat sweets. You just, that's who you are. You don't eat sweets. You don't eat sweets. It's not that you're not eating sweets right now. You just, you don't eat sweets. But um, let's set a time limit for you testing this theory out. Uh, Here's the hypothesis. I don't eat sweets. (laughs) The hypothesis is if you believe that you're a person who doesn't eat sweets, then you won't eat sweets. That's the hypothesis. To test this hypothesis, we are going to, at least I think this is how the scientific method works. You know, my husband could answer this question, but let's not bother him. So so, um, here's what we're going to do. Here's the experiment. We're going to take a week. We're going to check in. We're going to check in in a week. And I'm going to find out how this went. Okay. And all week long, people are going to offer you sweets. You're going to see sweets, but you won't be tempted because you don't eat sweets. Do you know what's worse is uh, there was a sale on sweets and I have a shipment coming on Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's going to be interesting. I'll be curious to hear what you figure out to do with those sweets since you don't eat sweets. Yeah. For one week, you don't eat sweets. You're just, you're not a person that eats sweets for this week. Right. Just try it. Okay. And I will see how it goes. That's exciting. Well, we'll check back in in a week. Okay, cool. Awesome. 